0: Hi, I'm Peter Anthony and I'm Steve Angel
1: You're listening to Men With Spirit Join us as we explore what it means to be a modern man and to live a spirited life
0: Welcome to this eighth episode of Men With Spirit on Radio Karam. If you're listening to us live and you already know that you can listen to the show on the Radio Karam app at 4pm on Thursdays, or you can grab your podcast version for the show within a day or so, look for the Radio Karam app, or look for Radio Karam on your favourite podcast platform and scroll down to look for Men With Spirit. In this show, we explore what it means to be a man today. We look at the issues that can prevent men from fully showing up in their relationships that matter most to them, and we delve further into the work that we do in our weekly men's groups, where we encourage men to get out of their heads and into their hearts. Today, we're going to continue this topic of men's well-being with a very special guest. But before I introduce him, I wanted to just update people on um, my co-host, Peter, who isn't with me today. Um, Last week Peter did mention that he was going into for a planned procedure and uh, what I can share is that it went incredibly well. He is um, recovering very nicely and hopefully will be home the next few days. So big love to you, Pete. Sending a lot of energy and uh, healing energy to you and uh, hopefully see you here in the seat next week. I'm sure you'll be listening today and probably taking lots of notes. (laughs) All right. Now, um, also last week, I read out some stats about well-being and in that I I did make an error in that. I just do want to correct that. And that was uh, one of the stats I read was in 2017 to 2018, one in five or 4.8 million Australians had a mental or behavioural condition, and that was an increase from 4 million Australians in 2014 to 15. I think I did say it was up by 4 million. So I wanted to correct that. And also, I just wanted to remind people about the MIOK app. Um, last week, we had the lovely Candy Domenzi from DB Results, who have graciously been so supportive of our community and created a customized version of their wonderful well-being app called MIOK. And so if you didn't hear that, I encourage you to listen to episode seven, last week's episode, and hear all about the app. And also, if you are interested in getting a um, copy of the app for your own personal use, email us at connect at menwithspirit.com.au and we'll send you a QR code uh, plus a unique login detail and ID so you can actually start using the app. All right, housekeeping all out of the way. Now let's get on with today's show. There are people you meet in your life you instantly know will leave an indelible mark. People who will affect you in some way, but just not sure how or when. That's the case of my next guest. We met a couple of years ago. We immediately deep dived into our lives through deep conversation, and then we departed. And it wasn't until another serendipitous event that connected us again. Now, if you live in Frankston area, you will have seen him walking and running along the foreshore in his smiley t-shirt, spreading love and cheer to all he meets. He is the co-founder of the business of Smiles, an organization whose mission is to share a smile to start a life-saving conversation. Please welcome to the show, Mr. Scott Carson. Hello,
1: Scott. G'day, Steve. How are you, mate?
0: I'm good. I'm good. I'm, I'm thrilled to have you on the show today. I really am.
1: Thank you, mate. I'm looking forward to it because, as you said, the serendipitous moment in which we met was something that really fills my heart because it was a connection at uh, um, uh, a meeting where uh, public speaking what's that called the T- old um, toastmasters toastmasters beautiful. Yeah. thank you very much yeah. but and i was there to learn the art of public speaking because i've just done a few courses and to come in and meet you in a time just before covid which was really interesting and to connect man and just really have this deep beautiful honest conversation about life and then to go and not have that again with you i went oh my god what a beautiful man this is who i met that day so from my heart to yours steve i want to thank you for being you because i'll never forget the day we met because it was so honest heartfelt and just feeling so thank you mate
0: okay Thank you, Scott. That's a, that's a very lovely, lovely uh, description of what happened. And um, and I, it was very serendipitous because I remember in that conversation, you did talk to me about you were going to start to do some work with a campfire project. And you asked me if I knew uh alan stevens and i said no i didn't know alan stevens and then it was through alan stevens who i got introduced to a few a couple of years yet later and i actually went on to the campfire project and it was interviewed by alan um and then through that um we met again and it was such a lovely way that you know life just sort of brings you back full circle and it was a yeah, you know, it was a lovely sort of uh, reconnection again but scott tell me look I know you and I know what you've been up to but I'm sure our listeners would like to know who is Scott Carson and what is the business of smiles all about
1: yeah, I love that thanks Steve because like it's I think this is one of the greatest questions I've ever been asked mm-hmm. Who am I mm-hmm. and I think it's something that we all have trouble owning. But when we start to work on it and we start to figure it out and the pieces start to slot together, we gain confidence in ourselves. Mm -hmm. So who am I? I'm just a man trying to be the best version of himself. I'm a father, my husband, I'm a community member. I'm a community leader. Mm -hmm. I'm the heart of the business of smiles. Co-host the campfire project. Mentor in a safe place to land. I wear many hats and throughout life I've worn many more. So i like to keep it simple. Mm Just a man trying to be the best version of himself. Because I believe we all are. And if we aim for that, then we're we're aiming to be our highest version of ourselves. Because I truly believe that (laughs) you know, if we challenge life and we step into the opportunities that life provides we get to grow into our fullest potential. And I, I hope that I do that. I hope that we all do that. I hope that we have an existence full of love, excitement, joy, challenges. I hope so
0: too. And I truly believe that as well, uh, Scott. And, and I think you're doing more than just the best that you can. I think you are. You are really trying to contribute and change the world around you because I've seen the kind of work that you do, and that's that's essentially what you're doing with the business of smiles. And life for you hasn't hasn't been that easy, you know. And that's it's even the remark it's a remarkable the way that you're approaching life. And we'll talk a little bit about that uh, maybe after this next song. But um, just to quickly just summarise, what is what is the business
1: of smiles? Yeah, brilliant. The business of smiles is a fantastic community that gets out into ours yours mine communities share smiles because it's time to reconnect it's time Mm -hmm. to bridge the gap the time is now and it all starts with a smile. and when i'm talking about that yeah and when i'm talking about that right it's actually it's time to reconnect together as a as our communities so that we can actually have a safe place to be have an understanding support Bridge the gap, what am I talking about? I'm talking about that bridging the gap within ourselves, bridging that that feeling in our chest that's just not quite full because we're not we're not finding our our why, our need to do things. We're not we haven't got that. So we're helping bridge that by helping people feel and be seen. We do it with a pair of socks, which is what that's I love. It you
0: so. certainly do.
1: Um <laughs> oh, look, I, I think that you
0: know there's there's so many similarities with what um, Peter and I are trying to achieve as well and what you're doing, and that is that connecting people to their feelings, connecting to the the spirit of who they are. And I think if we can do that and we can do that more, then we have we have this better understanding of what our what our purpose is in life and and the importance of sharing energy with other people and the importance of expressing honestly how you feel. so, um yeah I, I i truly do admire what you're doing but but let's before we get on we go on with the rest of the show you know you know what we do here on memory spirit we love to play music and we do love to ask our guests to contribute to music because music is one way that we feel and you know if we were just off air we were talking scott you were talking about music and how it makes you feel so the first song that you chose to listen uh, to uh, to share with us today was "Rose Tattoo" by Dropkick uh, <laughs> Dropkick Murphy's. <laughs> I'm sure that was
1: going to happen. How you know <laughs> many times I've read that?
0: Um, now, tell me, why did you choose that song? What is and what does it mean to you?
1: Growing up, I spent a fair bit of time in Irish pubs,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I I love the intensity of, of, of just. Getting up and dancing, cutting loose, and it's just—I love the way the Irish party. I love the way they feel. They feel their music, you know, like it's—it's it's, it's something that I love. And I just recently—I've just reacquainted myself with Dropkick Murphys, just because I've just needed a lift. Because we're in a time of life that just—you know—we're we're pushing, and maybe it's time not to push. But we've got to get back up again. It's time now. It's time to get back up. So mm-hmm. I, so I listen to Dropkick Murphys and I hope this song gets you up because it, it- definitely pumps me up.
0: Awesome. <laughs> All right.
1: Let's hear it Marcus.
0: Hello, my name is Océane. I come from Martinia, and you are listening to Radio Carom. Welcome back. You're listening to Men with Spirit on Radio Carom. I'm Steve Angel and with me today is Scott Carson, one half of the happiness guys. Scott, you wanted to say something more about that song that we just played?
1: Yeah, I really did because like it's, I hope you can feel it, like Steve and I. are sitting here and we can actually see each other. And the song's finished, but we're still going. We're still feeling. We're still up and about, right? And mm-hmm. I just, I love that. For that, I love the song. You know, and, and it's in the voice. You can hear the experience, the life experience, and it's the stories we tell that really bring us together. They teach us how to feel. It's the emotions in the voice in there, and it, and the emotions in the song that really do that. You know, and, and in this particular song, "Rose Tattoo." You know, like you're scarring yourself with a name, mm-hmm. so that you remember. Mm-hmm. And I love that. I love the fact that when you you hold yourself, I have not a lot of tattoos, but I've got enough that they make a presence. But they're inside them is my story of my life to remember, because I truly believe that everything here we experience is here to teach us. So remember those moments. Remember the pain. Remember the great loves rose tattoo, get it tattooed, feel the scar, own the scar, because you're worth that.
0: Yeah, Yeah, beautiful, beautiful. Well, speaking of stories then, Scott, that kind of leads me to my first question that I want to ask you, and that is, you know, life hasn't always been smiles for you, right? And you were on the streets, you know, at 14. Um, Do you you want to share with us a little bit more about that time in
1: your life and, and how you ended up on the streets? Yeah, definitely. Like, it's Look, it's interesting you know like at, at the moment uh, i've been reconnecting with my father um and that's been a journey and like that even at the time when i was in the streets we sort of we parted for a bit we come back for a bit and there's a lot of different opportunities and so i'll go back to the start because i think this is something that a lot of people will understand is that when young kid growing up i was actually a mummy's boy believe it or not and um, my parents parted when I was nine years old. There's a lot of alcohol related issues going on within my house, um, mm-hmm. and which was most houses back in the day. So at nine years old, that happened. And then that relationship, my mom did pretty well to be able to uh, keep being friends with my father. That's the one thing I really want to honor her for because she worked really hard to keep that friendship for us kids. Mm -hmm. however my mum then had to work she's gone from not working to working two jobs working 12 hours a day I seen the holiday programs we basically didn't have a male role model in our life
0: Mm
1: -hmm. that point I started choosing my own and some of them went great so I started going down the wrong track a bit and hanging out with some people that probably you know the time was right the time was right I don't believe anything here where we experience life is wrong, I believe. It's all here. Just experience it, do what you got to do with it, and then move through it. But I was actually um, selling weed, yeah. a 14-year-old kid, and my mum found it, and she took me to the police station, came home. Things were getting pretty horrible at home because I didn't have that role model. Role model. There was an incident that um, just out of absolute respect for my mum, I haven't opened up yet because Until she wants to talk about that, then I won't. Do you know what I mean? So I want to respect that. because. But that incident happened and no one ever spoke to me about it and I was so angry. And it was actually to do with her um, partner, ex-partner, and that really kicked off and I was so angry with the world. Mm -hmm. So my mum kicked me out and rightly so. Because I was a handful at fourteen, so it was interesting. Because I, I look back at that time in my life; it's just my life now. Do you know what I mean? Like it was just it just happened. But I was still going to school, still fronting up, staying staying at friends' houses, living in garden sheds, couches, so wherever. that how, so
0: how you managed to get to school? So you were still finding still, a way to get to school?
1: Yeah, absolutely. That's the only thing I had. <laughs> You know and i'll never i'll never forget the day that uh beautiful guy by name um steve actually he um went and spoke to his mother and she goes listen Scott's was, was doing it pretty hard at the minute and they gave me a hundred dollars i kept me in food for a month Now, I didn't I didn't have anywhere exactly to stay I was staying between the girlfriends couches like literally living in garden sheds right just doing what I had to do and so I actually was taken in by another family I'm really grateful that I was because it gave me a, a different way of looking at life and I truly believe that if that didn't happen then I'd just be another statistic yeah got um, i mean you
0: said you were angry and and you also felt that you know it was your mother was right to kick you out but how is all this shaping your belief in the world like what did you believe the world was about i mean you're you're young you're a young person you know you're feeling rejected from family they've separated you've lost that kind of support what is this what does this mean for a boy at 14 who's really trying to make it on his own and, and, and you know, some cases doing it well and making, but making also poor choices. What do you believe the world is about now? How do you see it?
1: Yeah, it's interesting because we're going to talk about this hopefully at another date, but learning how my father grew up compared to how, I didn't actually see it as a bad thing. It was just something I went through. Mm-hmm. I didn't have judgment over it because I was too busy working in it, just getting by, doing the bits mm-hmm. and pieces I had to do. And it's only been over the last three to four years that I've actually started talking about it. Mm-hmm. And it's actually brought up a lot of other things inside my life which I've actually been able to tackle. What was I feeling back then? I you know, I didn't I didn't end up getting an education. I didn't end up getting the opportunities that perhaps I could have got. Mm-hmm. But I'm actually really grateful for the experience. I'm really grateful that. I was able to get another man in my life to mentor me that I still go to today if I have something I need to talk about. Still, you know, 30 odd years later, I still go back to him for advice on bits and pieces.
0: So he filled that father figure role model that you needed? He
1: more than filled it. He he gifted me the space because I was at one point I was actually staying in their garden shed and um they said, Come in. Oh, okay. And then he goes, We've had a family conversation. We'd like to know whether or not you'd like to stay with us. What kind of beautiful people open up their homes and hearts to, oh, still get me. To a kid that's just struggling in life, just doesn't have answers. Mm-hmm. But it's not. And I think I think I take a lot of what? You know, I got tears now, right? Because it's I take a lot from that experience these days because I don't believe that anybody's wrong. I truly believe that everybody's trying their best. Mm-hmm. But they gifted me the space without judgment and just gave me support. <laughs>
0: I can see you're getting emotional I really appreciate that you're sharing this with us Scott
1: I'm feeling it Steve you know because like I I'm so grateful for my my life I'm so grateful that I am who I am Mm -hmm. and the problem isn't a problem It's how we respond to the problem that either creates the pain the lesson or the opportunity Mm -hmm. I was in pain Didn't need any more. I just needed to be loved, really. Yeah, and I was gifted that. You know, looking back, and you know, my mum was in her own pain. My dad was in his pain. For her, for her to, for any parent to 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 kick their child out, the thought process to go into that is just horrendous. Yeah. Like I, couldn't, yeah. I, couldn't, I couldn't imagine doing that to my son, but if I had to, I would. So what, is it, what would I have to get to to do that? What would it have to be to do that? Mm-hmm. You know?
0: But as a child, we don't know that, you know. No. We, don't, we don't know what's going on in our parents' minds. We don't know the pressures that they're being placed upon and the choices that they're making because of that as well. So it's a lot. It's a lot to take in. But reflection is the only way to heal, isn't it? So you've got to go backwards sometimes to heal and to to feel the emotions that you've suppressed over the years. Because as a child, you're forming these opinions based on what you're seeing and feeling in front of you. And, you know, there's a lot of variables that happen around those those choices and those belief systems you create um and so you know here we get as an adult and and we have to now go backwards and go okay let's feel that let's feel those emotions deal with them and like you did you know we will speak about this sometime you did confront your father you did talk to him about that and and in time maybe with your mother as well and that is a healing process we have to go to go through you know in life and you know um i i how do you think that these 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 events now have shaped the way that you're giving back to your community and the work that you're doing.
1: Hugely, hugely so. I like. I just. I. I think people are so valuable. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's just it's so. To, to give a little bit of context as to what I do, like, so I don't often explain it overly well because I just I listen. I I, I trust my intuition that I speak to people at the right time. I touch hearts when I sit and just accept people as they are and just listen to their story. I actually walk the street saying thank you to people, but I don't just say thank you. I walk up and say, I just want to thank you for doing your best right now. It's a really interesting time. Mm -hmm. Can I gift you a pair of socks? And then I share the message of the socks. We all have dark days. Nobody's getting out of that, which is represented by the black dots, black polka dots on these yellow socks. But that yellow represents how the warm winter sun on your back, you know, that real warmth. It's our community getting around you on your dark days. When I do that, It just gives. I sit back and I wait and I listen, because so often we, we're talking, we're talking, we're not hearing. Mm -hmm. I'm sharing that with you now, because that's the gift the beautiful Damon family gave me. Mm -hmm. Didn't make anything wrong. They just created the space for me to experience. You know, I look at my 11 year old son now and she's gorgeous I love it I love being a dad you know when it went at a time when I actually I didn't actually want to be a dad because of the way I grew up I thought oh, I'd be a favorite I didn't want to know about it so to be a great dad and something I absolutely love doing it's taken a lot of personal development work for me but it all comes back to somebody creating space to let me be me mm-hmm. and I didn't understand that for 25 years after because I, life gives us the experiences we need to have in order to get the lessons we need to, to get. And even that statement in itself is a big statement.
0: It's a huge but it's, statement.
1: But it truly does. It truly gives us the lessons. And when we find a safe place to process them, somewhere in a space that sits in the silence with us, sits in that discomfort, doesn't make anything wrong, doesn't tell you how to fix it, just sits in it. It's such a wonderful thing. And that's, that's what I do with A Safe Place to Land. I have builders from around Australia. We sit and we talk. Men sitting here, talking about our feelings, no different to this show, expressing what's going on. You know, we talk about mental health and we can show lots of, lots of ways that, you know, it's poor mental health. But what is good mental health? What does mental health actually mean, right? What is it? It's the thoughts that occupy our our heads, right? The most valuable real estate you own is a space between your ears. If you don't own that, something or someone else is. If you're not paying rent, then they own it completely. So how do you do that? Where do you do that? What What are the things we need to do? Mental health. Mental health is about stepping into the challenges we need to step into. It's about supporting one another and helping each other get through those things, having the conversations about family, having the conversations about finances, having the difficult conversations. But I think what we need to be asking inside that is not so much what do we need to be doing as more about who do we need to speak to. Mm-hmm. Who has got experience in this area? Who has got the opportunities? Steve, you're one of the most gorgeous people I've ever met. Love you with all my heart. And I'll say that, you know, I say that so openly because I do, you know, and you are one of the most amazing listeners I know. And that's the key to great conversation. So mental health, what is it? It's the thoughts that control the way we think, act, and behave. So we need to ensure. We do a lot of housekeeping. We need to do some housekeeping on our most valuable real estate too. We right. do, we do. Thank you, Sorry.
0: Scott. I, I I really appreciate the way that you wrote that down. And again, you know, for being so vulnerable as well with telling your story. Let's let's move on to another song before we come back and then get to hear more about Scott. Um, the next song that you chose is "Anywhere from Here" by Rag and Bone with Pink. Quickly, what was the what was the reason you chose this song? What does it mean for you?
1: Sometimes we all just want to be anywhere from here. time I hear it, I hear rag and bone, and I don't, I don't just hear it. I feel the storytelling. I feel the heart and the, and the, the emotion in his voice. When I listen to this song, it just expands my mind. And anywhere away from, anywhere away from here, what can where where can we be? What where do we need to be? What is it I want? Great questions.
0: Okay. Yeah. Okay, well let's hear this song. Hi everybody, this
1: is Witt from Spider Bates. When I'm passing through Carom, aside from slowing down to 50 kilometres an hour, and reminisces about doing
0: the Eel Race Road Rumba or the Whatley Street Wiggle, I like to tune in to Radio Karam and get down with the good vibes. Welcome back. You're listening to Men With Spirit on Radio Karam. My name is Steve Angel, and I'm here today with Scott Carson from the business of Smiles. Big song, that song, Scott. Beautiful song.
1: Tell me how it's making you feel. It's funny because I'm I'm sitting here, you know, it's a, it's, it's a show talking about men with feelings. And and today, even talking about my life and somebody who really investigates life to try and own it has brought up for me just the beautifulness of, of a family taking care of a kid that was so lost. You know, and listening to Rag and Bone Man just then, you know, when the lights go up, you know, we close our eyes and we dream. We've got to open our eyes, we've got to do that. We've got to open our eyes and come back and be in you know, it. It's so important when we open our eyes to have the conversations we need to have. Mm-hmm have the conversations that are feeling inside us and I'm sitting there and I'm just feeling the conversations that I've I've been having lately to own me so that I don't put my discomfort and energy into my son, into my wife, into my community, that I can sit there without judgment and and open up. Yeah. You no, know, and, and it's, if we did you can feel it, Steve, you can see I, the tears I, in my eyes. <laughs> I can,
0: I can, I can. And this is no. this is what happens, doesn't it, Scott? You know, like we carry this pain with us and this hurt. And even if we don't consciously desire it, if we don't address it, then it, it spills out. You know, in in the way that we behave with other people, it spills out in the way that we we judge others, and you know, and and consequently, then we hurt them as well. You know, and it's this, you know, we have to deal with the pain, we do, and and it's important. And I've, you know, and I could I could see when you were talking about your that family that really gave you that space and welcomed you in. It reminded me of something that I'd heard once. You know, um. Oprah Winfrey on her very last show, of The Oprah Winfrey Show, after 30 years, and I never forget this. It's something I, I often um, share. She had interviewed thousands and thousands of people, and then at the end of it, you know, she was talking about politicians, celebrities, you know, average people like you and me and just doing our thing. And, and she said, you know, the one thing they all had in common was they wanted to be seen, they wanted to be heard, and they wanted to know that they mattered. And I think in, in a nutshell, that's really what healing is all about. Don't I agree. agree.
1: Yeah, I agree. You know, like I just healing is that if once you feel seen, you understand you, you understand what it is that you bring to the table you don't put your pain on anybody anymore Mm -hmm. and i'm i'm going to share something with you that really changed my life and this statement comes with a consequence Mm -hmm. where are you dumping your pain The safest place to dump your pain is on those you love. Yes. Because you know they will forgive forgive you. That is the lowest form of love you can give the people you love. I'm going to repeat that. Where are you dumping your pain? because we gift it to the ones we love, because we know we'll be forgiven. It's the lowest form of love. And that hurts, and that hurt me to know that. However, it also gave me the responsibility to do something about it so that I can stop that, because they deserve better. I deserve better. Mm -hmm. So here's the gift inside that statement. If you feel that, if you feel the pain of that, congratulations because you can take responsibility for it. You can do something about it. You can reach out to somebody and say, hey, I've just realized that I'm carrying this emotional weight And I'm dumping on the people I love. Can you help me process it? Can you help me work through that? Give the people you love the best thing you can ever give them. The best version of you. Mm,
0: Beautiful. It's so true, Scott. It's so true. I mean, this is the work, and this is the work that we that Peter and I um i'm putting out in the world i know it's work that you're putting out in the world but you know you need to go through, you know it, like you said the events in our life shape who we are and we can allow them to continue to shape this in a negative way or we can take them turn them around learn from them and be better and do better and make better choices for ourselves I, I completely completely wholeheartedly agree with you and i'm I really am, i'm thoroughly enjoying this conversation it's not what we planned but i just love the way that i know i've had conversations with you in the past where we just go with the way that we feel and and that's that's honoring just what is happening in the moment um i do i do want people to know a little bit more about you and i would really love the opportunity for you to share with something that's coming up for you because, you know, the work that you do is important, you know, and I know that it's, 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 you hold it so deeply in your heart. You live it every day, like you literally do. I've never met anyone like you that just so committed to it, you know, and um, you've got an event coming up and it's to support my mental well-being. You do a lot of work as well with, with suicide prevention, which can you just touch a little bit on that first and then maybe talk
1: about the four by four event? Yeah, no worries. It's funny and you know, I, I, I really appreciate you bringing this up, Steve, because it's not something I talk about a lot, okay? Because I'm a firm believer in uh, where focus goes, energy follows. So, and in 2020, I kept over a hundred guys alive at the critical point. Also, so the critical point being that they were, they were ready suicide, to ready to yep. suicide. So and also had people work with that uh, had attempted and then had to recover a little bit. And it's something I did just out of my heart. COVID changed my life, so it was something that I was just able to do, and it was something that really opened up my eyes and is a big part of why I do what I do now. Mm -hmm. I don't believe that anybody ever makes a decision to make the wrong decision. Everybody makes a decision based on what they think is the best decision for them at the time. Only when we get new information, or do we go through the decision, that do we truly learn that it's wrong. So knowing that, and and having the life in which I have led, gifted me the opportunity to support people in a time that they just needed. Mm-hmm. And the key to it was not making anybody wrong. Suicide is an option. If it wasn't. I wouldn't have been doing what I was doing. Mm-hmm. Suicide is not an individual issue, it's a community issue. We have to address it as a community issue. The way in which we address it as a community issue is we create safe places to discuss the things in life we need to discuss. There is absolutely no discussion that cannot be had. None.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's about finding the right place to do that. I want to flip the switch a little bit because I am so damn proud of men. What do you mean by that statement? We are learning. We are learning to communicate. We're learning to sit in our emotions, understand them, and know that that's okay to feel. It's okay to feel what's going on. I'm so proud of men for having conversations like this, sitting in our tears, knowing it's okay, asking questions from a clear intent of heart to know whether or not it's okay. I'm so proud of men for stepping up continually to try. There's only a generation ago that men didn't talk at all. Mm-hmm. They drank themselves into oblivion. Men are learning. And like anything, we learn to walk. How do, how do we learn walk to walk? By falling over a lot. Which brings me to the bigger picture. I live, as you said, I live my life with a smile. I live my life. I have so many reasons not to, but I turn up with it because we are all that important. We are so important. Humanity right now is at the most critical time and I could ever think of. We have learnt so many ways to do things that perhaps we need to change, that perhaps we need to do because it doesn't quite feel right. It's gonna be a little bit awkward. I think so, of this. This is puberty to me. This is puberty. That's a bit <laughs> ugly. And we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna work through it and we're gonna grow through this. Think of puberty for a minute. Let's with puberty, you've got a body that's growing. All these changes are happening to it. It's so uncomfortable. But so many things are brought up. My son's going through it now. But the thing is, I just need to be there to support him. I don't need to be hassling him too much about it. But one of the, I to look, oh, just quick dad moment. I just want to share this. And one of my proudest moments. He got his first pubic care, right? Instead of going, hey, mate, show me it, show me it. I just walked up and said, mate, congratulations, high five. I said, changes are starting to happen. I'm so proud of you for sharing that with me. Thank you. And left it at that. I didn't make me more important than his changes. They are his changes. I'm here to support him. I'm here to not make fun of him because he's beautiful. we all got to grow. Right now, we're in puberty. We are beautiful. Humans are amazing. It's going to be a bit ugly for a while. Yeah. Because well, there's an, growth to come. It's an inst- interesting analogy
0: to say that because, yeah, I remember puberty and I didn't like it at all. It is awkward. It is change. And change is forced upon you through puberty. And I like that part of the analogy. And I think you're right. I think more and more of these, these conversations and more and more of, you know, this, this pressure for guys to step up and to actually you know, be more accountable for their behavior and to start to open up and feel safe enough to speak. Because, I mean, we generally tend to hold a lot of that inside and not really want to share. And as you have just shared today, you know that there's consequences for doing that. And, and I like that, I like that analogy of it. And I think, you know, more power to you and to everyone else who's working in this space. And, you know, hopefully this has touched this, you know, touched a lot of guys who've listened today um just quickly uh scott do you want to just sort of spruik your four by four on the 29th of april because i really would like to get as many
1: people down there as possible and go ahead oh, i'd love to thanks thanks steve because it's so the four by four by 48 so every four hours for 48 hours i'm going to run four miles so 6.4 k's so I, i'm actually going to try and up that a little bit try and get some more k's in but basically i'm going to be down at uh mornington athletics track on the 29th of April starting at 8pm I'll be camping in the middle of the athletics track and we'll have a sock box outside so where you can purchase a pair of socks take home for yourself you can also purchase a pair to donate what happens with those socks that get donated we're actually going up to Lismore we're getting a bus and we hopefully we can get a thousand pairs donated on the day or over the weekend and then we're going to get in a bus and we're going to have a heap of smiles from the business of smiles. We're going to take them up to Lismore, Up, where they've had the floods, and we're just going to sit and listen. Mm-hmm. They've had a really tough time up there. Um, my partner in the business of smiles, James Short, lives in Lennox Head, and the living school is doing it pretty tough. So his kids go to the living school, and we need to get around them. The school's closed again today because of the flash flooding again. So... <laughs> We support our communities. Offer so tell
0: phone. me, Scott. Sorry. Yeah. No, sorry to interrupt. So tell me, how can people actually get in touch with you? How can they find out more about this event and what you do with Business of
1: Smiles? Yeah, Kitty up. Thank you, Steve. So www.ihopeyoursmiling.com. What else? What else could that be? <laughs> jump, jump, jump on the website. Join the Facebook group. Every Wednesday night, we do a conversation piece based upon life. Shorty, you know, it's not unlike this. It's just two blokes sharing your experiences, sharing how we're touching hearts, sharing how we are making an impact in communities, our community. I'm a local boy. I get around our community. This is this is really important. So, and like, we're, we're in Caram Radio, right? Yeah. I once did a 41K walk where I had over 150 conversations just with a pair of socks with a guy who was suicidal that I helped and I helped him connect to his to his community by learning how to talk to one another. That's the power of the business of smiles. Well.
0: Boom. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Scott, I mean, I've already said this before, but I've loved having you today, and I've loved you sharing honestly and being vulnerable, and um, I, I really appreciate you taking the time and being on the show with me today. I hope you enjoyed it.
1: I have, mate. I, I just... For my heart, of yours, Steve. I love having you in my life. You mean the world to me. For a, for a coincidence to happen, and like for the universe to give me you, I'm so grateful, mate. You you are one of the most gorgeous men I've got in my life. So I really appreciate you. Thanks, Steve. Thank you, Scott. Um, all right. Well, um, look,
0: if anything sort of come up for you after hearing this, you know, um, and you feel like you- there has been some emotional people from this. It um, brings up any kind of emotions that you're uncomfortable with. Please reach out to somebody, you know, talk to somebody about that. And obviously there are so many services out there as well. Uh, Lifeline on 131114. Um, let's wrap this up um, again. Thank you to my guest, Scott. To my co-host, Peter, I'm looking forward to having you back here in the seat with me very shortly. Um, if anyone wants to know more about our Men With Spirit groups, you can contact us via Facebook page at Men With Spirit or you can email us at connect at menwithspirit.com.au. Um, also, too, I just wanted to let you know that um, coming up after our show, we'll be radio- on Radio Carême is the back room. Thank you so much to Marcus, our producer, for making this possible. We couldn't do this without you. Now we're going to finish up with one more song that Scott has chosen, and this song is "9pm Till I Come" by ATB. Just quickly, Scott, what is what does this song mean to you?
1: I love this song, and this goes out to all the boys and girls who spent their their twenties and thirty early thirties clubbing. It wasn't wrong. You felt the music. You enjoyed a life. It wasn't wrong. Feel free to talk about it and share it. Thank Enjoy. you. Thank you. All right.
0: Well, we hope you enjoyed the show today. Thanks for being with us. So until next time, be true to yourself. Hi, my name's Paul Kennedy and I'm a sport reporter for the ABC and when I'm not listening to the ABC, I listen to Radio Karam. Tune in and enjoy.